Well, the Tampa Bay Rays finally got a W. That always feels nice. It always feels extra nice when you do it at the Trop against the Red Sox. So let's talk about it. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. Get those mailbag questions in LockedOnRays at Gmail. Dot com. Also, if you want to advertise with the program or have us do a live broadcast from your business of choice, that same email, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. So the Tampa Bay Rays down the Boston Red Sox by a score of 10 to 5 last night at the drop. So the Rays, they hit a lot. They scored a lot of runs and they beat a division rival. That's always nice. Yeah, I, I think it was a roller coaster of emotions that that game because in the beginning you're you're elated to see the bats come alive, especially in the first. Like getting again to Bayo, who's now sec- second uh, appearance in the major leagues, has been uh, against the the Red Sox, the, the Rays rather, and they got to him early again. Josh Lowe comes through with a clutch hit and 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 gets the two uh, the two runners on base to score. Then they get a, a big lead. And then they lose it. When you lose that lead, it kind of it deflates everybody. But they were able to do two things. Number one, the pitching held held up their end by putting Guzex on 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 the scoreboard against the, the Red Sox offense. And then the Rays actually came back and and against that that Red Sox bullpen. And, and that was nice to see. So it was it was great to see the offense not only pull ahead early, but then have the audacity, have the perseverance to keep scoring runs against that Red Sox bullpen, which to be quite frank, I don't think strikes a lot of nerve uh when you see yeah. Jake Diekman in the fifth inning. But regardless, I, they could also say the same thing, you know. Luke Bard in the fifth does not strike fear into any Red Sox fan either. That is true, and uh, I was a little bit nervous when the score was tied up five to five. I was like, "Oh boy, mm-hmm. this probably isn't going to end well for the Rays." But you have to love the gumption of the team to continue to fight and battle when it wasn't necessarily their a pitching staff that was run out. Last night between Whistler, Fleming, Bard, Poche, and Adam. Um, you know, it's. Poche it's looks so good this year, by the way. I mean, the strikeouts that Poche is getting. Yeah, yeah. Fastball up. I, I didn't mean to uh, cast dispersion on Poche or Adam, but it's, it's not Shane McClanahan going out there and rolling seven. Yeah, but honestly, those are the those are those. I think those are the arms that if you're the Red Sox, you're like, oh man, they're they're putting Poche. Oh man, they're they're putting Adam. But it's just you know, Luke Bard. I was I was I said that yeah. because I was surprised to see that on a five to four game, Luke Bard is the guy. Now right. I understand that it's because Josh Fleming um, had apparently he's heading to the IL. He had another IL stint for a Rays player. Uh, it just keeps happening. Right oblique strain, I think. Isn't that the same thing that Luis Patino had? Uh, an oblique strain in Possibly. JT Chagua. So 
are we even going to see uh, if it's taken this long for Luis Patino to even be, be, be rehabbing? I don't, are we even seeing, seeing Josh Fleming this whole year? If it's the same injury as JT Chagua and Luis Patino, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. And Josh Fleming, before he exited, he should be thanking and buying Brett Phillips a steak dinner for making the diving catch in the outfield of the year. Like actually buy him multiple fancy dinners, take him to Burns, take him to Ocean Prime, take him to Charlie's, take him to Ruth Chris, take him to Morton's because what he did, because uh, Fleming's line could have looked a lot worse than it already did, if not for and, Brett Phillips. And it, it was a Superman type type diving play. And I honestly thought, I, I guess body language does tell you a lot. And I think Brett was playing with a chip on his shoulder yesterday. You know, I, th- I think he knows that he's been struggling and he finally got a start after a long time. I, th- I think he wanted to show something there and, and he did, he, he, he came through with a hit. He, he had a game saving catch at least at the, at the moment. So good for, good for Brett to, to kind of yeah. get that, you know, hit off and then also help the team defensively, which is obviously his, Right. Number th- one, two, and three priority is play good defense. That's his primary goal. And when you have Manny Margot out and Kevin Kiermeyer out, you need that true elite center fielder. And Brett Phillips, let's ignore his 41% strikeout rate for a second and let's ignore his 148 batting average for a second. He's 98th, 99th percentile and outs above average, 97th percentile and outfielder jump. And the amount of ground he covered in the short amount of time and the elite level of sprint speed that he got to, to be able to make that catch, not to mention the uh, outstretching of himself to make that play was really, really remarkable. So maybe that is something that, that sparks him to some extent. It's a good sign that even despite his offensive struggles, he is not allowing that or letting that carry to the defensive side of the game. And you can't because if he lets his offensive ineptitude carry over to defense he's out of a job he's out of a job really really quickly yeah yeah and so no you're right it, it's good to keep those two things separate and it's easy to to stand to, to sit here in front of a microphone and say that but um it's it's harder to do to not have those two yeah. worlds as a baseball player collide and and, and kind of clash and he's not letting that happen so it's 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 great to see you know again we won the race won and and it feels good um, there were still some, some mistakes there. Uh, I don't know the, the, the Josh Lowe, uh, fielding. I, I, again, I don't know what's happening with the defensive mistakes. I, I have no idea, um, why they're so prevalent this season. I, I, you could say it's, it's the rookies or something. I think it's rookies. People- yeah. I think that's part of it. But it's everybody, though. It's just like the base running. Like, you can't just be like, oh, that rookie is carrying the mistakes. It's like, no, it's like permeated throughout, like, Manny Margot, Kevin Kiermaier, Yandy Diaz, Taylor Walls, Josh Lowe. Like, the errors in in base running and defensive uh, side of the ball have have been there. But regardless, they they pull out the W. And before um, we we wrap this first segment up, I just got to say, Harold Ramirez – is a machine he is a hits machine i this guy literally could wake up and after and in five minutes go one for three i have no doubt 
in my mind that that guy could 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 just wake up and hit yeah. the the plate coverage that he has unreal i mean it's it's vladimir guerrero senior esque what he does i mean yesterday he basically played cricket and, and 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 got a hit he's clutch i know people in the analytics world do not believe in clutch but for those of us that have seen baseball for decades believe in the in the clutch factor because it is true some guys just were, are able to just calm themselves down breathe yeah. a little bit calmer just like greg jones told us and if you haven't listened to that interview on youtube go check it out greg jones he talks exactly about that clutch factor and why that is important as a player and what he does to make himself calm down. So that Harold Ramirez, I just got to hand it to him. I really hope, really hope that there are some Ramirez jerseys up for sale because this guy should become a fan favorite, if not already. Yeah. Oh, I had that written on my notes, the plate coverage, the skill that he has with that and hitting multiple types of pitches and the ability to just come off the bench and rake as a pinch hitter, as a DH, as an outfielder, whatever it may be. And if he keeps this up, I mean, he's batting 330. It's ridiculous, his, his numbers right now. But he is the type of player that, because of his skill set and what he brings to the table, especially this day and age in baseball, he should, for the foreseeable future, always have a roster spot somewhere. Like, he should – some team should be able to carve out a Matt Stairs-like role for him. If not, I mean, really, quite frankly, he's at the point where he should – be getting four to five at bats every game but if yeah not, put him at the top yeah, yeah put him at the top and honestly you know we've talked about oh you know is this just like a jeff keppinger situation like you know is he just a one-year a, a done kind of <laughs> i'd keep this guy i know some people yeah. would be like no sell high it doesn't seem like as I mean, this guy the plate coverage again he could just hit about anything and i like the fact that he actually has an approach at, at the dish like he will swing big that first strike. He will right. he will swing big, but then after that he adjusts and he knows what's happening in in the baseball context world. Do I need to drive in that guy from second? Is there a guy on third? Are the bases cleared? Do I just need to get myself on base? The baseball IQ is unreal for Harold Ramirez, and I think you know again. Anybody who's cast dispersions just like they did with Yandy Diaz, hello, where are the Yandy Diaz haters? I don't hear you. I don't yeah. hear Yandy Diaz haters. Where have you been? Um, the same thing with Harold. I mean, this guy is creating himself a, a, a really lovable niche in, in race fandom. Yeah, credit to him too because he was never a top golden prospect or anything like that. He's sort of had to fight and claw his way for his opportunities, and then he gets enough opportunities by happenstance, and you see what he's – able to do with it uh one other thing from that game that i really liked and appreciated besides the the team being able to wrap off a lot of hits and uh make contact and and square up 96 97 sinkers is uh you see where the aggressiveness on the base pass sending guys from third to home go first to home go second to home that extra little we think you can get there beat the throw and that made a difference as opposed to being a little bit too conservative at times. It was nice to see, you know, Taylor Walls turn and score. It was nice to see Harold Ramirez turn and score. It was nice to see G-Man Choi turn and score. So that's something that um, I want to note and point out as well from yesterday's game. So we'll see if they can uh, continue 
make the uh, make it a winning streak, make it two uh, tonight. Uh, we'll see if that happens. But uh, we've got to move on. And before we do that, we've got to tell you about BlueNile.com. You can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement as well. So use code Locked On. That's code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Plus, every order is insured ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that will not give away what is inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Uh, One thing, Ulysses, that we didn't have a chance to broach on yesterday's program, and it's good news, the fact that Sugar Shane McClanahan has earned very deservedly his first all-star appearance in his young major league career. Of course, I mean, he leads the American League in ERA, strikeouts, and whip. And uh, his peers gave him the nod, uh, among others, that said, yeah, you've been the best best starter in the American League. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a two-step process for Shane McClanahan. We all knew the first step was going to happen, which is, get to the all-star uh, game. He does that. It's, it's an accomplishment. He'll forever be named an all-star. And, and, and that's such a cool thing. Now, the second step is going to be the one that we all as race fans want. Uh, and I'm sure he also <laughs> wants it more than everybody. It's to be named the starter of right. that a game. So that's the second step. Now, will he do that? Like uh, BA has said in the broadcast, you know, with Dusty Baker at the helm, they usually will if it's close they give it they give the ball to their guy so justin verlander might get that ball but i i have to believe that when you see the numbers you know from verlander and shane mcclanahan side to side i i don't think i i mean ray ray's biased uh included I I think you have to lean towards Shane having the better season. I I right. don't I get the baseball context and like, you know, a future Hall of Famer at 39 years old making a great comeback from Tommy John. I the baseball story is there. But for the baseball story, you know, write the uh yeah, write a script. Yeah. You know, make a movie about it. I I, th- I, th- I think the the All-Star game is a great platform to to kind of showcase the game and why are you going to be showcasing older players that are not going to grow Justin Verlander is not going to grow the game. Shane McClanahan could grow the game. You know, that that's the difference and, and that's when you know they talk about oh Kershaw starting because it's in Dodger Stadium. Like I get it, I get the baseball context, but right, you have to push your young stars. And I don't know why MLB is making this error, but then again, it is MLB. I mean, I think that going forward, whoever wins the race among peers, who gets the most votes among your fellow players, should be named. The starter and Shane McClanahan would be that guy as he garnered the most votes at 212, followed by Justin Verlander with 203, Alec Manoa with 184, Nestor Cortez with 157, and Garrett Cole with 131. So I think unless it's a situation where, oh, you 
you were there, there's a timing mechanism of you, your last start was too close to the all-star game. Then you move on to the next guy. But if the peers consider you and uh, evaluate you as the best guy, the first half of the season, you should get the ball to start the game instead of a manager who has some sort of inherent bias, not to say players don't have a bias, but I feel like they're more likely to say, yeah, <laughs> I faced Shane McClanahan and he was tough. So, um, but we'll see, we'll see what Dusty Baker does. He doesn't have to make that decision until the day before the July 19th all-star game. If I would have to guess Dusty Baker being Dusty Baker, uh, Verlander is probably going to get the nod, but, and it's unfortunate, but maybe that just, uh, gives more, gives Shane McClanahan more of a reason to continue to fight and claw and battle and prove that, okay, fine. I won't be the starter of the all-star game, but I'm damn sure going to be the Cy Young this year. And I, this won't be my first and last all-star appearance either. No, I think if you have to, if you're if you're a pitcher of Shane McClanahan's caliber, and you're you're thinking All Star starter or Cy Young, I think he yeah. would take the Cy Young. I think everybody would take the Cy Young. But I don't know. I feel like Kershaw v Verlander is not going to grow the game as much as Alcantara v McClanahan. Like these True. two young studs. Like look at what's happening in Florida. Maybe maybe it's also because I uh, have a Florida bias here, but yeah. Sandy v. Shane would be just remarkable to showcase. Look at these young 25-year-olds just duking it out. I think that would be great. Power righty, power lefty. I mean, this the story writes itself, and, and it's a shame that we might not be able to get to see that, you know, first, first inning. Shane McClanahan, over under three and a half – all-star bursts in his career? Uh, I'm going to say, well, it's, it's tough because I think David Price had three in it. I have in the numbers career. right here. So just to kind of give some context here, Blake Snell, let's remember, he's only a one-time all-star. Yes, sir. David Price, five-time all-star. James okay, Shields, one-time all-star. Chris Archer, two-time Scott Casimir, three-time. Alex Cobb, zero-time. Matt Garza, zero-time. Tyler Glass now, zero-time. So I, would I feel say, like that's why I just kind of picked three-and-a-half out of a hat. Yeah. I would Because you said three-and-a-half, I'm going to go with under because he's going to have three. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Again, you, everybody could ask Matt more. If he didn't have a terrific start to a season and we all thought, oh, there he is, and then never again. Yeah. So I'm not well, saying that that's going to happen to Shane. Now, but like the best, best, he's looked like the best pitcher when he's been healthy, but things have happened. Yeah, I'm so, going to take the under. Yeah, Especially in this day and age. But, um, of course, a great accomplishment for Shane McClanahan. I'll take the under as well at three. Um, that might be a nice little prop bet or a nice little – wager on bet online maybe they should add that to their uh, curie up there they should because betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information find all of the latest sports development league reviews and news including this year's nhl playoffs which already happened guys and major league baseball Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting esports and scores and betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. 
BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, Your comments about Justin Verlander and some of the old heads in baseball, do they also span to guys like Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols who have been named? No, because they're extra. They're extra spots. They're not taking anybody's spots away. Um, And I think... I think, honestly, I think two things about the legend stuff. Number one, Pujols, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's a fun farewell. Like, hey, you are one of the greatest hitters of, of this generation. You know, we, we, we can get to salute you in, a, in, in the national platform because you're probably not going to get, you know, to the World Series most likely. So this is, this is our last farewell and, and, and we can honor you in front of the whole baseball world. That's that's a cool thing. So you would be okay with them? You would not be okay with them being named starters, but you're okay with them being named reserves. Is that what I'm? Well, yeah. I mean, they. they, I mean, neither of them have the 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 numbers to be a starter. But that's my Pujols take. My Miguel Cabrera take is he didn't even need this legend uh, selection. Like he's literally the best Tigers position player, hands down. I would say Eric Haas, but. No, he leads in OPS. Leads, I mean, he literally well, is top 10 batting average. player, but Eric Haas has better numbers through and through. And no, I, I have to disagree 100%. I mean, I can I bring mean, up the numbers if you want. Sure, bring up the numbers. Batting okay. average, he's a top 10 in, in, in all of the league. I mean, he has completely changed his approach. He's playing with one knee. Eric Haas has two knees. Miguel Cabrera has one knee. And he's doing everything he's doing with one bleeping knee. At 39 years old, he ha- he let he leads the team in OPS. He's actually stayed on the field. I believe Eric Koss has had an uh, IL stint or two. Uh, it's 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 there, man. I mean, he, the, he didn't need this legend spot, extra spot from Manfred to be in the All Star. I mean, this that's a yeah, I mean, they horrible just team. How bad the Tigers have been this season. Eric Haas has a 7.33 OPS and seven home runs and 144 at bats. Trying to look up Miggy Cabrera right now. I know he doesn't have seven home runs or a seven. No, he's got three home runs. But three home again, runs and a what's his OPS? His OPS is 6.81. Well, again, Kevin stayed on the field. And, and, and 681, not at the time of the all-star selections. So you, you bring that back, he actually had a 717 OPS, staying more on the field. Again, I, I have no... <laughs> who deserves more of, a, of an all-star selection because of staying on the field? And again, you're, you're, you're only taking OPS, take a batting average, take hits, take hits, take RBIs that he has won walk-off games for the, for, for, for the Tigers who have barely crossed the 30-win uh, threshold. No, no, no. He didn't even need this legend clear, uh, clear spot by Manfred. I mean, he is the Tigers' best hitter from April 7th when the season began until July 12th, 100%. Well, couldn't, couldn't MLB just have named Gregory Soto the Tigers' lone representative? And give well, in. that's exactly what they did. They know that he he ha- he gets back to back, you know, all star selections. It's just a deplorable, bad offense, and 
But why, did, why does Miguel anybody... Cabrera have to be named an all-star too when you have other guys like Ty France and Anthony Rizzo and J.D. Martinez who are far and away more deserving of that spot? Well, again, he's not taking J.D. Martinez's spot. He's not taking Ty France's spot. It's an extra spot. As a reserve, though, you're still named an all-star. Like, Ty France isn't an all-star. Anthony Rizzo isn't take an that, all-star. Take that against the other reserves. Again, Kevin, it's an extra spot. It doesn't take anything away from if Ty France is not there, take it against another reserve because that Miguel and Pujols spots are extra. Take it against the other reserves. That's okay, why they're so, not on so there. Keep Miguel Cabrera, but take out, I don't know, uh, Luis Arias. Is that what you're saying? No, because Luis Arias is literally yeah, the no, best hitter I, I'm in the just, American I'm trying League. To, I'm trying to level and get on your side. I don't know. Are, are you just saying that MLB should just open up another spot? Like, who, who are you That's taking what they out? did. That's what they did, Kevin. Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols are extra spots. Those spots would not have been there. Last year, Albert, Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera would not have been in the All-Star game. They're not taking anybody's position or spot away. They're Extra oh, so spots. okay. Maybe I must not have read it right. So they literally just carved out these roles for Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols. It was, let's say, a 25 man roster. This year it's a 26 man roster. They're the 26 man roster. They're the 26 guy in each league. So They're they not wouldn't anybody's spot. So they didn't take like a tie France. No, no, I that would think- be unfair. That would be unfair. Okay, I think Ty France is, has, has better numbers. I think Brendan Drury was a snub and, 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 and has better numbers yeah. than Pujols. Like, that's why that I still think conversation, it's a snub, though, because you're carving out these spots for these legends that aren't really that deserving this season, and yet you're not allowing the Brandon Drury's and the Ty France's to get their opportunities. Like, we'll carve out a spot for a legend, but we're not going to carve out a spot for you guys who are deserving all-stars. I mean, I, I, I guess uh, it's it's unfortunate for for Brandon Drury and Ty France to not get that All Star selection. We've talked about this though. We're gonna get like ten more All Stars by 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 next That's week. That's true. Like so, so the Brandon Drury's and Ty France, they're they're gonna get in, and even Jason Adam could get in. You know, injuries and and oh, I'm not gonna make it because I have a, a you know a, a, the sniffles, and I'm not gonna be able to make it to the to Dodger Stadium like. We're going to see a lot of, of, of new, but I, I think honestly, this legend stuff is a, a good idea by Manfred to kind of put a farewell bow into, you know, one of the best right-handed hitters, both of them uh, that, that we have yeah. ever seen in, in the last way of, of platinum. The Detroit Tigers are never going to go anywhere. At least in, in the next five years, like I know you were high on them, they they are not a good team at all. So this is like the last time Miggy could possibly be in a national stage. I still think he could have gotten as the, the Detroit Tigers' best hitter. Um, we can agree to disagree on that. Pujols, it's he needed this spot to in order to get to the to the All Star game, but he's going to participate in the home run derby. Like that's cool. Like, and I'm not again the Kershaw. And Verlander thing, like get them in the in the game. They they've got good numbers, but put them in the third inning. You know, it's the starting that I think should be Sandy Shane. And just like Miguel and Albert Pujols, they're going to you know make an appearance in the seventh inning, and that would be cool too. Wow, I I would I would go as far as to say that I'd rather have Justin Verlander start the All Star game than Biggie Cabrera and Albert Pujols being selected as quote unquote legends. 
If they wow, put up the numbers, a, sure. But that's a bad take. Two ER, that's I mean, take. Justin Verlander's got his numbers are you can create an argument that he could be a starter. I, I'm just a kind of the uh, players that you you love these. Uh, I mean, we, we've talked about this before about the guys. Hey, give shots to, to young players that haven't had an opportunity to make an all star appearance, but they're carving out these roles for these. I mean, they are legends, but quote unquote legends. Well, again, they're extra spots, so they're not taking away spots from guys that are deserving. Zero chance they're doing that. They're extra spots. So they're not taking away spots from young guys. And as far as the, you know, the, the legends thing, it's not going to happen every year because guess what? Years are not, every, every year it's not going to have a Miguel Cabrera and a Albert Pujols on, uh, on display. Like next year, we might not see any legends whatsoever, you know? And, and, and so I think they're just taking this chance to have one on each league. And that's why they're, 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 they're doing this this year. But it's not something that we're going to see every year with the legends because who's going to be a, a legend, you know? Next well, I'm sure you could find somebody, some guy that's still kicking around at, you know, 38, 39 years old, like Evan Long. Exactly. But like it's that. not the same. Like it's not Albert Pujols first ballot hall of famer, Miguel Cabrera first ballot hall of famer. Like th- those types of guys are not, do not grow in trees. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I feel like uh, it's kind of, I get it, but it's also a way, Hey, we're going to, because it's Miguel Cabrera, because it's Albert Pujols, but sorry, Brandon Drury. You've had a great season, but you're not getting an opportunity. They're not taking spots away yeah, but they, from them. But they are in a way. They're not taking spots, but they're giving a spot to somebody else. Oh, my God. I agree to disagree. You wrap this up. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't want to see Miguel Cabrera in the game, and I don't want to see Albert Pujols in the game. I'm sorry. Don't want to see well, him in the All-Star. I want to see him on the bench. That's what I want to see. Oh, my God. What about the Home Run Derby? So you're okay with Albert Pujols in the Home Run Derby? I think the Home Run Derby means nothing. Have fun with it. Yes. Oh, God. You can't give give Brandon Drury that spot, then. Oh, my God. Oh, Albert Pools, five home runs. Also, uh, home run derby champion. He might be. Unreal. I don't know how that thing shakes Unreal. out. All right. Uh, agree to disagree. That's agree fair. to disagree. All right. Uh, thank you again for making the Locked on Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you tomorrow.